and welcome to another episode of You Said 100 Miles? Question mark? <laughs> I li- oh, we, we should have been doing that the whole time. How have I not thought of that joke before? Oh, man. Lost opportunities. I'm going to have to go back and edit them all. Just put my voice in there. <laughs> like, question mark? <laughs> I'm your host, Bob, and joining me today, my lovely co-host, Sass. Hello. And it has been a little while since we've uh, we've been here. Of course, for the wonderful folks in the future who are listening to this fresh, they're like, um, no, the last episode was, you know, an hour ago when I listened to it. But I bet they're studying this podcast at universities Ooh, in the future. That would be fun, right? Yeah. Why they're studying it, though, I mean, who could know? That's a that's a bigger question. Yeah. You know, well, in the future, the you know, people are going to be living uh, much better. And yeah. so they won't, uh, and we will have cured all sorts of diseases and mental issues so people <laughs> people won't feel this deep down need to go do stupid things to prove to themselves that they can this will be the perfect like example of uh like what was this century like and oh on to bob and sass's podcast <laughs> <laughs> such a sad time for humanity <laughs> it's not just it started as podcast studies in 2304 um but in 2322 they realized they really need a dedicated major to bob and sass's particular podcast oh yeah like you get a phd in bob and sass's podcast <laughs> it's amazing like you <laughs> they have people in the gown with like the ropes they move to the side and on that beautiful diploma that I'm assuming is now a hologram when they <laughs> hand it to you. <laughs> Some bab- Bob and Sass studies. It's called a BSS. It's to, to certain parents, the only thing worse would be a theater major, but we support you, future we do. BSS majors. We do. Thank you, BSS majors, <laughs> for uh, making us your life's work. Yeah, exactly. Also, we're so sorry. <laughs> do you think those people have, like, they've found old photos of us, and they're like, I have an original Bob and Sass photo. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't think there's been a photo taken of you and me in the same place at the same time. So now they're just cobbling together images. That's <laughs> mm, true. It's true. I, I, you know, and will they, will they have it, or will like, will there be like a photo purge at some point? Oh my god! And then all they can do is use um, whatever future version of Chat GPT there is <laughs> to generate <laughs> images of what they think we look like. Oh, like a sketch artist. <laughs> Trying to draw just of our voices. <laughs> There's a lot of awkward fanfic written about us. <laughs> <laughs> this major sounds great. This I is a great firmly major. support all of you. <laughs> this is a great major. Well, and, and if we if we do end up going down the path of like the Star Trek universe, sure. well, one, it'll be sad to have to endure uh, a big nuclear war. That'll but, suck. But once we're past that and we're past, uh, you know, a currency based economy. Yeah. Um, then and anyone can just kind of do whatever they want. 
that opens the door for anybody to get a BSS. I think Captain Picard would love to have a BSS. Like he probably has one. We've just not, they've just never brought it up in the Star Trek universe yet. Yet. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, call us. <laughs> we got an idea for your prequel. <laughs> oh no. Here's what here's what the episode's gonna be too. The episode's gonna be, and, and I'm gonna go with Strange New Worlds. Okay. Because I'm watching that right now, and I really enjoy it. What's gonna happen is Pike and crew are gonna, you know, uh, discover a a new world, and they're gonna go. They're gonna do the disguise thing that they do on Star Trek. Oh, where love they the disguise. Tr- where they try to blend into the the pre warp civilization. Sure. And um, they're gonna get in trouble and. Uh, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to pass a test in order to get free of whatever you know corporal punishment they were going to receive, and it's going to turn out that the test is an ultra marathon, <laughs> and and Captain Pike is going to say, you know what, I have a BSS. Oh my god. I know the secrets <laughs> to finishing an ultra marathon. And at like the very height of the action, it's just our podcast voices over him finishing the last mile. <laughs> 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 and that's where when ultra marathoning will kick off again in the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds great. I, well, I really hope this happens. Well, and think about it. In, in this future where, you know, people can do really whatever they want, whenever they want. Like, these people could be doing, like, ultras that last days and years if they want. Oh, my God. They it could, could be, do- like, uh, be like some of these races where, you know, you just go around the world and that's the ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just just keep going. Just keep going. They make t-shirts mm-hmm. with our faces on them or what they think our faces are. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Or we need a symbol. Oh, a symbol would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have to think that through. Yeah. Symbol. I like this. I like it. Are we forming uh, a, a, a future college major or a religion? Oh, both. Oh, both. I, I say okay. It's star- okay. You know what? It can be your religion that breeded a college major because they wanted to study this. Okay. And people like it so much that they study it without necessarily having to uh, worship us. And there's a schism between the people who are like, this isn't a religion and the people who are diehard religion. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. And there's at least three different versions of the religion. Like, at some point, somebody thought there was too much fancy stuff happening, so they nailed some uh, new rules onto a... uh, What what are we going to call our places of worship? Mm. A podcast mic wall. That's what they did. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, we've made Lutherans. <laughs> Welcome to the running podcast, Welcome guys. To- <laughs> you said what it was. <laughs> this, that, that, uh, yeah, that was, that was an intro. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Welcome. I'm, I'm sure you're, you missed us all so much. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, it ha- it has been a minute. The last so the last time you and I were both on uh, the podcast, we were interviewing Shay, mm-hmm. um, who is currently running 200 miles across Florida. Oh my God! What? Yes. Ah. 
um so uh good for her and um we're i'm I'm following along uh with her as best i can how long is it gonna take how long do you get for 200 miles well so i think the deal with it is it's a virtual race but she's actually doing dear god the runs in the florida humidity uh you know florida people though they just Uh, they are their their own special kind of person Mm mm-hmm uh so yeah that was that episode of shay and i just recently recorded an episode uh one-on-one with kevin jordan Mm -hmm. but so the last time that we talked just you and i was in august right after the badger okay yeah and then this is one of those great instances of uh every time we had talked about getting back together something was in the way oh yeah like it was a holiday or it was like a family thing or the weather got weird or it literally every single time because we agreed like we'll do one more episode in a couple of months to like wrap some stuff up and see how we're doing and then uh, how we were doing is that we were both insanely busy that's how we were one of what's interesting to me about that because i was thinking about this a lot before before badger like if there was a if there was an episode <clears throat> I wanted to do or there was anything related to the race, I moved literally everything out of the way to to deal with it. And since Badger, uh, it's like okay, I I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. The rest of the stuff in my world <laughs> actually needs. <laughs> You know, the priority it probably should have had the whole time. So it's, it's, um, it has been, it's been interesting from that perspective and like how, um, how much, like for me, how crazy work has been mm-hmm. the last couple months. And so I, it's, it's weird how like you get so consumed by it, mm-hmm. um, when, it, it it really is. It's just it's it it was everything for me for the that nine months between Tunnel Hill and Badger. Mm-hmm. It was just everything. Uh, Are you still running? Oh yeah. Okay, you're still okay. You've kept up. Have you kept up? the i doubt you've kept up the level but like what are you doing right now like if you go for a run do you go every day are you like every other day are they pretty low mileages uh, so what i've been so i've got another race coming up um i'm going down to texas in january mm-hmm. um so it's like three and a half weeks from now uh to race the bandera uh 100k okay and um so i have continued running um my this training block has been terrible Ugh. uh i'm not happy with it at all but how you feel is terrible or like your your times are terrible i just haven't been getting the volume that okay. i would i would want going into a race i've had i've had just so many weeks where I've had to prioritize work. It just that's just what it is, and yeah. that, and that happens, you know. It's and I I I I know I'll go down the Bandera. I'll I'll do fine. 
but I know I'm not going to perform as well as I probably would like to. Mm. Um, and that's okay because, uh, one, it's okay to just, if life gets in the way, that's fine. You know, and that's just the thing we have to be okay with as runners. Um, running doesn't pay the bills. So it's a hobby. <laughs> um, but also this this trip to Bandera is uh, it's it's a a race that I'm doing with a lot of friends in the running community. So I think we got six people, um, maybe more, um, who are all going down together. We we rented um, an RV and cool. we're gonna you know drive from Austin over to Bandera. <laughs> and uh run this race and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time and so for me i'm just looking for i'm most looking forward to doing this trip with friends having uh a fun race in a beautiful place Mm -hmm. it's a tough trail so i've been told what are the temperatures gonna look like do you think it can ve- it can be a wide range. Mm. Um, like a couple years ago, they had snow. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but it can be hot. It is Texas. Oh, that's so, true. Uh, it's it's all over. It, Texas yeah. is pretty big. Yeah, as a state, so it's kind of big. A little bit. It's a little like big. a tiny bit. Yeah. Like probably not like you know bigger than Massachusetts. I would probably say bigger than Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. So. Never been to Texas, so I don't. Is it is it like a dry heat or is it like a like a you will sweat kind of Florida heat? I th- <clears throat> I think the like the eastern side of the state near the Gulf is very humid, mm-hmm. but I suspect the further west you go, mm-hmm. the the drier it gets. I don't know that. Are you worried about hydration in this particular race? Uh, no more so than I would be for any other race. Okay. Uh, so a January race. So this is the third January in a row I'm doing a race, mm-hmm. and I think what I've learned is my because my my logic is has always been, um, if I have a January race, it helps keep me motivated mm-hmm. to to train. What I'm between last year um, and this year, what I'm realizing is I don't think I can prioritize running enough to run a race in January, considering the other things I have to prioritize in life. Because well, was it last year you were in Minnesota? <clears throat> right. Am I remembering that correctly? Okay, yeah. so you've gone from like really cold to possibly really hot. So yeah, well, in the year mixing bef- it up. <laughs> in the year before, I did the Dopey Challenge down in Disney World. Oh yeah, in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I I I think next year I'm not going to sign up for um a January race. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not one. Uh, certainly nothing if i do it would be something local and shorter there is something about like the back end of the year and i mostly blame the holidays i guess because mm-hmm. i it's everything suddenly goes into warp speed and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of a lot of workplaces 
are trying to get a lot done before the inevitable yeah. like last two weeks of December where nothing will be happening. Yes. Nothing. Even if you're at work, like you are one of a few and you're mostly just kind of hanging out. Like, well, I hope nothing explodes. Yep. Um, that'd be awkward because so many people are gone. <laughs> I don't know that we could fix it. <laughs> yeah, right. I yeah, I know. It's 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 uh definitely a challenging uh time of year and you know you got lots of you got lots of family parties and Mm -hmm. and a lot of food too like not yeah not the best of foods for you but yeah so it's not to say that if there was something that i really really got my heart set on for january like that that was a a real a goal that i couldn't I couldn't make that happen one year. Mm. For instance, if if I ever decided I wanted to do Tuscobia, which is um, a winter trail race mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, um, and it's either it's there's an eighty mile distance and a hundred sixty mile distance. Okay, like I would need to train for that um, and make sure I'm I'm ready. I mean, I I DNF'd a winter race that was 40 miles. So I know I'd have to really be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and more and, and more in the less about pure fitness and more about just being trained for those circumstances. Sure. Um, but it, it's, it's just interesting. And, and I, I think I'm okay with that. Uh, for one, there really aren't a terrible, number of things going on in January you know there are races happening in Texas and Florida you know other places that are really hot um, because it's the time of year you can actually host them (laughs) in those places but it's there's not a lot of things this time of year that are really calling to me as like things that I have on a bucket list of Mm -hmm. any kind so I think for Next year, I'll I'll just leave that off. Um, I think I'll leave January open, and just see um, about. Let me just focus on. Let me see how that that goes for me. Not having the January race and keeping up with running because right now, to to bring it back to your original question, right now. I'm running, you know, 30 mile, thirty to 35 miles a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, leading up to 100K, I'd really like to be running 50 or more miles a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, but you know, 30 to 35 miles a week really isn't, it's not that difficult to do. Okay. And it's it's pretty easy. It's like, so right now I feel like I'm in maintenance mode. Um in like what I would be doing if I didn't have a race coming up. So um so yeah, I'm still running. Okay. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you have a it sounds like you have a better idea for like what maybe you want to do next year. What you've got planned right now sounds like like will be a lot of fun, but I mean, now that you say it, yeah, it would seem almost it would just seem very difficult to try to have anything ready by January, considering what, you know, November through December look like. Yeah. Well, and and I did um, I did run the fall 50 
mm-hmm. in Door County, uh, which was uh, a pretty big effort. That was that was uh, it was raining. It was cold. I got so so we haven't had a chance to talk about this on on the podcast yet. So um, that race went really really well mm-hmm. until I got close to I think it was mile twenty eight, maybe right around it was, it was slightly after hitting marathon distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was feeling great, feeling great, feeling great. I was. You know, I was keeping to my pace, and then I bonked hard. Oh, I bonked super hard. You hit a wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, it took me two aid stations to figure out what I really did wrong, and um, I'm pretty confident that the problem was I did not get enough salt into my body. Okay. Okay. Um, feedback I uh, feedback I heard and um, was I was drinking too much with too little salt, and I agree with that. Uh, I also got feedback that um, folks thought I might have been over fueling, just too many calorie or more calories than I need. But I don't know that I that didn't really seem like the problem. Um, and I, I don't, I didn't feel like I wasn't under fueled. Um, I felt like I was getting enough calories. I, th- I think it really was just, I, I got super low on salt. Cause as soon one after the, the second aid station, cause I remember what it was. I, I like I had a pickle mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't taste any salt. Oh no. Your body was just like seeping it in immediately. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's funny when I, oh God, you're making me think of when I was in high school and we would do like long distance running, and immediately afterwards they would be handing us bags of potato chips. Yeah. And the first time I didn't understand why, I was like, well, these are bad for us. We shouldn't be eating these. They're like, no, you have to replace your, you have to replenish your salt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, potato chip. So good. So good. Well, it's funny because I I was I was up in Door County while you were doing this. I did mm-hmm. not run it with you, um, but you had like borrowed my car the night, the, the morning of, so that you yeah. could drive to the race. And then your wife drove me to my car, and I was driving it on the way back to the hotel. And the entire time, because it was raining and cold and miserable, um, every time I saw a runner, and, and the way the roads were kind of structured, like. It, it, the runners were on the side and you know they have the right of way but every single time i was like do not hit anybody just don't hit a runner that is going to ruin everybody's day <laughs> but like the uh, i cuz the day before had just been really nice yes and so when we when we woke up that morning i was looking out the window and going oh no well and and as far as like running weather it wasn't bad mm-hmm. especially if you were running so the for folks who don't know the the door count the fall fifty in Door County um, is a it's a fifty mile race from the very tippy point of Door County Gills Rock down Wisconsin down to uh, Sturgeon Bay, which is uh, pretty much where like 
the end of Door County. Now, Door County actually goes further than that, but when people from Chicago talk about Door County, it's pretty much Sturgeon Bay and North mm. is what they're referring to. And so it's it's 50 miles. It's a road race. It's a relay. So it's, I think it's 10 legs mm-hmm. uh, on the relay. And so you can, I think it's 10. Um, so mo- and, and that's what most people do. And the relay sells out really fast. Um, um, so if you're running a relay and you're only running, I think the shortest leg is like three and a half miles and the longest leg is seven. Mm-hmm. You can run that fast. If you're running fast at that temperatures, even with a little bit of rain, that's going to feel really good. And for most of the morning, it felt really good. But when I bonked and I would like, I couldn't run anymore. I got so cold and I was, I legitimately thought about dropping Mm. in Egg Harbor. And if Erica had been there, because she was originally going to try and meet me at Egg Harbor, but it like cell phone signals so bad up there. She couldn't quite figure out where I was. And we were like looking on the app, trying to figure it out. Like, would you be here? Could we pick you up there? You know, where where is he? (laughs) So, you know, so she couldn't, she, she ended up missing me at Egg Harbor. And if she had made it there, there is a pretty solid chance. I would have just dropped. Um, but fortunately, you know, I was able to just smack myself upside the head and just keep moving, you dummy. Well, that night, like me and uh, my roommate was with me, and we were texting your wife for like, "How's Bob doing?" And she's like, "He's goo. He's just goo on the couch." <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, I, I, so I, I was I was gunning for a sub ten finish. That bonk ruined it. Um. But I still did sub 11 and PR'd by over an hour. So um, it's still very successful day. Uh, And I did I did pull myself out of the bunk towards the towards the end of the race. I was running again and I was feeling pretty decent. So it's weird how you can like fall down these holes and it it just takes one thing to kind of help you get through the rest of it. Like you're out of salt, you need more calories, you know, you're very dehydrated. Like it's, um, I remember, God, I used to, when I was do, um, Monday nights used to be my, my derby practice and we would scrimmage and Mm -hmm. we'd go for like three hours. And by the end of it, I was like halfway through, I noticed like, I'm dying. What is the problem? Um, and all I needed to do was like during breaks, I would eat a granola bar Yeah, and that was it. I was like, Oh, I feel great now. Amazing. It's almost like your body's trying to tell you something <laughs> through a series of signals. <laughs> yeah, that, and 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 that's one of the challenges of of you know any any endurance event, whether it's running or derby or cycling, is um, trying to stay ahead of it because it's fine when you when you get when you start going down, you know, and you start feeling it you're going to continue to go down before it gets better. So even if you eat something right away um, or, you know, take a a bunch of salt tabs. Um, But that's also kind of the cool thing about ultras 
in my mind is you have time to fix it. Mm. You know, in shorter distance races, if you bonk, your days, I mean, you'll finish, but you're, you're not, you don't have time to recover and finish strong. Um, unless like you're running a marathon and you, you start bonking at like mile 10 or by half marathon, you know, most people in the marathon, they're going to hit the wall at mile 22, you know, somewhere around there. And by that point, you know, you're going to suffer through the end and, and get to the finish line. But in an ultra, you have enough time that you'll hit that bonk and you can, work your way through it you can try and solve it you're not always going to be successful but you have the time to do it it's one of the weird things about sports like in general is that i feel like one of the things you start figuring out is the first layer is literally just your body going like what if we stopped doing this mm-hmm. and then you know after a while you get past that and now when you trip and you fall again so to speak you're kind of going like well i can't stop so that can't be it so what else is going on yeah like luckily there aren't too many options to go through because like your body's your body either wants hydration food so fuel or rest most of the time so you've kind of got three that you have to cycle through it's gonna be one of those Mm -hmm. so in a way that's nice and you can it's you're a little like sherlock holmes trying to figure out why you feel terrible yeah. Like, I've been sweating all day. Like, all right, okay, do I need hydration or do I need salt? You know, I, right. I have. when was the last time I ate? You know, do I need a tiny little lie down? Right. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. It really is. So. It's, it's interesting information about your body, though. It's like, it's it's bizarre because you can't really learn it any other way than any kind of sport like whether you're walking whether you're rollerblading anything like that like i've um i started lap swimming recently again mm. and it's 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 I, I don't like it very much but it's fine it'll do but it's weird because i haven't i haven't been in a pool in a couple of years and i'm like oh right this is weird like i have to remind myself uh especially like the next day when i'm like aching in places i'm you know not used to on my back i'm like what am i dying what happened mm-hmm. So it is, it's very strange to put yourself through any kind of physical activity and then try to figure out what your body's telling you at once. Right. Why, um, so you started lap swimming again. I did because I'm going on a cruise uh, and uh, we're going to swim with the tropical fishes in the uh, coral reef. And I'm like, I cannot get to the coral reef and not be at a top-notch swimming capability. <laughs> I have, this is my, the rest of the cruise could be terrible all I want to do is swim with the tropical fish. There you go. So, and I, I, I like swimming. I hate lap swimming. Every time somebody sure. is like, get in the pool. I'm like, I just, it's so boring. I hate it so much, but it's so good for you. So I bought, um, I bought a punch pass for one of our local pools that are indoor. And I've just been going a couple times a week to swim back and forth and hate every minute of it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, oh God, now I'm wet. No, and everyone's afraid. Did I... Uh, I had to bring my own towel. What? Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably great for me because I'm noticing certain, uh, like, my knees don't really hurt right now, which is amazing. Right. Um, so uh, there is a part of my brain going, like, maybe we should fold this in as, like, a once-a-week activity. And I'm like, oh, God, fine. You could become a swimmer. Ugh. Must I? <laughs> it. My roommate loves watching the uh, Olympics with me because whenever the lap swimming comes on, I'm like, oh, God, the breaststroke. That's the worst 
Oh, the crawl. No, that's the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they doing the butterfly? I hate that one. Like, she's like, there is no swim lap that they do that you are a fan of. I'm like, because it's so boring. <laughs> I could never get into swimming. I, I wish I could. It's so good for your joints. It's so good for your mental health. And I hate every second of it. Those fish better appreciate this. Well, cause, yeah, because, I mean, if, if you're out running... Like, you could go out for an easy run and kind of, like, be looking around. Music song. No, in the pool, you're just... Back and forth, back and forth. There's nothing to see. And then if you're doing, like, uh, like the backstroke, you got to make sure you don't bonk your head on the wall like an idiot. I did not do this. No. Nope, no, nope, no, nope, nope, definitely nope. didn't. If anybody was there and saw it, they're lying. Um... <laughs> No, I wish I liked it. It's really good for you. I just hate it with every fiber of my being. I'm do you, just running. <laughs> do you do you think that did you have you did you ever did you swim in high school or on a team or anything? No, the only time I was in the pool is like for track. They would do it in the winter. We'd have to put okay. our sweats on and get in the pool. I did a lot of I did a lot of swimming lessons. So like I'm a very strong swimmer actually, because hmm. uh, my parents were like, we just really don't want you to drown. So you'll be in swim lessons for a couple of years. Um, I just lap swimming back and forth, back and forth has just never been something I could get into. So one of the things I noticed with running was um, it took me a solid year of r- running multiple times a day, every, or, you know, every week, or running multiple times a week, every week. So getting on a regular schedule mm-hmm. till I got to the point where I genuinely enjoyed going out for a run Mm. and I wasn't, I wasn't dreading it. I wasn't, um, you know, it it, it was like, no, I I, I want to go do this. I'm not doing this just because it's good for me. Mm -hmm. Do you think if you, if you kept with it and you, you kind of, like you said, made it a part of your regular routine, do you think you'd get to that point? I'm hoping yes, because I am trying to incorporate on a more on like a, a more structured level more things than just running because I have noticed that that does really help with a couple of injuries I've got. I have noticed the swimming really helps. I've got like mm-hmm. an injury in my back that it's just like, oh my god, this is amazing. The physical therapist was like, are you swimming? Because that would really help. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's what happens. I'm gonna try to do it. I'm. What helps for me is that I make myself do something at least like once a week. Okay. And then everything else is just kind of gravy. So like if I make myself do it, then it might come to a point where I'm going like, oh, you know, I, I kind of want to do it another time this week. Right. So I'm hoping, I am hoping that happens with swimming. Um, we'll see. I don't, it's weird. I There's really no other like physical activity I've ever done that I was like, oh, I hate this. Like I played, <laughs> I played sports in high school. I played tennis. I, I mean, I, I lifted, like I did, I've done all this stuff and I was always like, this is okay. This is pretty fun. Lap swimming. I was like, oh, why is this the healthy one? Why is this the one not destroying my knees? <laughs> I've even oh. tried running in the pool. It's just like not the same thing. <laughs> well, I, I, you know. This is interesting information. Yeah, (laughs) file that away, future religion people. (laughs) Because uh, you're a runner, Mm -hmm. you're swimming, Mm. and and I know you you've done some bicycling. 
Oh yeah, I have. I did um, the Ragbri a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you're you're lining yourself up for a triathlon. I've always kind of wanted to try a triathlon. I'm not lying. Ooh, that well, would be fun. I think that would be f- that could be something that if I I'm I'm good with a goal. Like the entire reason I got into the pool was like I have this thing I'm gonna do and it's going to involve the ocean, which I love. So you better make sure you're you're g- good at swimming again. <laughs> So honestly, if I wanted to keep it up, that might be something I like dangle in front of myself. And they got short tries. They do. They're not all Ironmans. They do. <laughs> and I, I loved cycling. I love running. If I can just get on board with the swimming, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. There you go. This is what you, you should sign up for for a try next year. Mm-hmm. And then that will that will force you to keep going in the pool. It's not a bad idea. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it over because I'm, I'm, I'm good with the i'm good with the bribe i'm good with the carrot <laughs> the, the way my mother got me to do anything as a kid was she would just wave a bag of skittles at me and i'd do it <laughs> i like it yeah it like works it. <laughs> so here's what here's what here's here's the plan okay what's the plan okay. so you're you're going to you're going to sign up for i don't know what the shortest distance tries are i'd have to go look yeah um but you're going to sign up for that yeah you're going to go do it and you're going to get really into it. And then you're going to say, I want to do Iron Man. No. And we're going to do, <laughs> you said Iron Man? No, question, question mark. mark. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm for this. I, lo- I love the hope in your eyes right now. <laughs> I don't want to destroy it, so I'm just going to nod a just little nod. bit. I'm just nodding. Nod. I'm yep. nodding. Yeah, no, yep. yeah, nodding. <laughs> it, it is funny. People... Um, have asked me like, oh Bob, you've done you know all these marathons, you've done ultras. When are you gonna do an Ironman? And I just have no desire, really, at all. Okay, well, is there something about the Ironman that makes you just go like, nah, nah, I don't wanna. Uh, what it comes down to is that I I like cycling, but I don't like cycling as like racing okay i've tried it i tried it once and well you had a peloton a couple years ago right yeah oh and that was great working out yeah Uh, but i don't like i don't like biking for exercise outside oh okay i love that i like biking out like if obviously you go biking outside you're exercising like but casual kind of yeah but i like touring Okay. Okay. You know, like the trip I did in Alaska a couple years. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but you know that wasn't racing. Yeah. Okay. I could. Um, okay. I could see that. So that's that's a, that's hang up number one, and hang up number two is, I am not a very good swimmer, and I just don't have a desire to hmm. to to figure. And I think one of the the nice things about going through this whole experience is. I know damn well that if I decided I wanted to do an Ironman, I could. I know I could do the training. I could commit myself to it, and I could I could get there. I could build myself up to it and go do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> you were 100% describing how I feel about marathons and ultras. Like, I'm there, there's no doubt in my mind that if I wanted to do it and I trained and I did it, I could pull it off. But in my my whole body is just like, nah, we're good. We what would happen, Bob, is that I would inevitably just get to like the second aid station and I'd be like, Well, 
why even leave? There are hot dogs here. <laughs> and that would be it. And that would be- <laughs> See, that's why you need to run a race where all your friends are working the eight stations. <laughs> so when you get there, they're like, hey, um... So you got what you need. Put that hot dog down. You need to go. Just slapping it out of my hands. No, like, no, go to the next aid station. You, you can take that hot dog with you. You can walk with a hot dog. Go. We uh, <laughs> try to get a stray dog to go away. Like, get on out of here. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am bad at aid stations, and I know that. Um, so, but hey, hey, I mean it's. And it's not for everyone, and it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I I could, I don't mind like trying to, like I I, I wouldn't get too bent out of shape like trying to push somebody to do a half, mm-hmm. um, because you can you can train up to a half pretty quick. Sure, it, it's not, you know, it's not nothing. It's not trivial. It's not a years long commitment either. So I could, you know, I, I could rib somebody in the, the, the going for a half. I, I would never legitimately try to push anyone to do anything more mm-hmm. than that. You know, it, it um, because you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, and if you don't want to, that's fine. You know, if you, if you don't, if you don't want to go put yourself through hell, Running for, you know, 24 to 36 hours, mm-hmm. that makes you normal. So good well, on you. <laughs> I always think it's hilarious, too, when you'll see, like, you see it in kids, I think. And I, I'm i a good example on this because I, I played softball through, like, my elementary days. Mm-hmm. And you could, uh, there's, a, okay, uh, one year, it was like a heat wave and there, you know, there were all these girls on my team, and they were really good. They loved softball. They loved the game, and they are like passing out left, right, and center because it's so goddamn hot. Mm-hmm. And they are like, we were trying to cool them down, and they're like, oh my god, put me back in, put me back in. Meanwhile, I'm in the outfield. I feel fine, by the way, and I'm yelling, "Take me out! Take me out!" <laughs> so like that is when I kind of realized, like, oh, these good ladies are athletes. I'm here. <laughs> Like I'm here, I'm I'm having a fine old time because I think there's a pizza party after this, and I'm quite enjoying the game. But I didn't have any kind of like driving desire for this, so I, yeah. I, I'm I'm giving any parents advice is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say like find something your kid has a driving desire to do because my parents never pushed me into anything. They were just like, "What do you want to do? All right, we'll give that a shot." Mm-hmm. Um, because then eventually they will find something, and then they will be crazy like Bob and run a hundred miles, and they will be shocked at what they discover about themselves. But you can't push people into this stuff no no you can't you can't and that's you know the shorter distances people you you can push them on and they can finish but even if you do that and they like if you you know if i if i badgered you persistently to the point that i finally got you to sign up for a half marathon and you went and did it and hated it there's no that's not a win. No. And and honestly, I'd probably stop hanging out with you. Right. Like, <laughs> Be like, oh, no, I can't hang out with Bob. He's right. going to talk about like, getting me into a marathon again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, that's that's not a win. That's not anything. It's like, you know, it's, I, I, I have found 
it is far it, it is far better to if you if there's something you find you love to find that community that is there with you than to try and bring other people into it oh yeah 100 percent. like if you love something you will do weird destructive things to do it yes <laughs> Um, and it doesn't matter what it is, like it, learning a language, taking an art class, like anything, if you find something and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You will all by yourself go, you know, stay up for 24 hours trying to finish something. And then you will run into other nut jobs like you and suddenly mm-hmm. you have a new community. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, running. Oh, and running. hobbies in general. Hobbies as an adult, I was just thinking about it, is is so different than like hobbies as a kid. Like I feel mm-hmm. like as a kid, it's very much like, all right, we need, we need you to do something. So give this a shot. It'll lead up some time. You know, you'll meet some people. As an adult, it's way more. It's it's. Oh, I, f- I weirdly feel like hobbies are more important as an adult than they even are when you're a kid. Because I think as an adult, you start you start telling yourself you don't give yourself permission to enjoy things i think because life gets really busy and you have children or you have commitments and i but i do think that's really important to find something you love and put a little time aside for it yes because otherwise you're a miserable human being and no one wants to hang out with you (laughs) well and it's there's kind of there's kind of two tracks to go along with with hobbies as an adult um and uh, you could be of the variety of person who just likes to try all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or you could be the person who gets one thing and really focuses on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, you can tell which one I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it is interesting seeing that. It really is. Because, you know, and sometimes I'm like, Man, I wish I could like casually enjoy things mm-hmm, to a certain mm-hmm, degree, or mm-hmm. and like try them, but not like get attached to them. Mm-hmm. But no, if I if I if something grabs me, it's like nope. This is this is just it's eating your whole. This brain. is my this is my world now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. So you're gonna run a try? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. well, fingers crossed do, on that. that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, ha- how has your running been? Um, I mean, harder in the winter, especially right now. I don't have like a. I I had to cancel my gym membership, and mm-hmm. my treadmill is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm mostly just trying to keep like. It's never gonna be the same as running, but I've been trying to walk. I've been definitely trying to do like kickboxing, like something that keeps my like um. I guess my cardio up sure. because if I don't destroy it entirely when it inevitably gets back to, cause I was running outside for a while until like every once in a while we'd get snow or the temperature has been all over the place. But again, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a princess about the temperature. So sometimes I'm like, no, nah, that's too cold. <clears throat> um, but inevitably if I keep it, I've discovered that in the winter, if I keep it at like a certain level, if I don't completely give out on it, and this is also probably where the swimming is helping dear God. Um, I hate giving it a win. Uh, but when uh, probably March or April rolls back around, like I'll be able to start again and it won't be a terrible uphill climb. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you know, interestingly, that's kind of how, kind of how things worked out with Peloton for mm-hmm. me because the, that, that summer before is when I did the couch to 5k 
and then I continued on to the 10k and then it got cold and Mm -hmm. I was a whiny little baby about it (laughs) so I just started doing indoor uh indoor cycling Mm -hmm. and um and that was great um and yeah it just you know it's not the same but it you know keeps it's something keeps the cardio yeah in a decent place right I also feel like it's a good excuse to like focus on maybe weights and building up some muscle that I may have been ignoring when I was running. Never. No. Never. Because especially my hips will will start to complain and I'll be like, well, this is because I haven't been doing uh, my Jane Fonda leg lifts or putting any kind of um, time aside for like a, a weight routine. So yeah. this is when I'm trying to to swing back into that. I'm I'm I just started a a program that some friends recommended to me that is um it is it's a it's a strength program very specifically tailored to runners oh nice um and um i it like they started it it had like a had like an introductory one Mm -hmm. they call it level zero it's Chamonix Mountain Fit. Okay. From the Uphill Athlete. Um, and there you go, Uphill Athlete. I gave you a plug even though <laughs> you're not paying me any money yet. Yet. Um, <laughs> yet. So, um, uh, and it goes, I think it goes up to level four. And okay. I know from the people I know who've done it, they said, yeah, once you get up to level three, it's just pure hell. Huh? Oh, um, hurrah. <laughs> but I, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on level one this week and just doing that level zero, which was literally a 10 minute workout. It was like, I was like doing it and I was like, okay, this isn't bad, but you know, I can see where this will progress to, to, to misery. Um, but then like 10 minutes later, I was like, why am I sore? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Like I didn't do anything. This is not right. I'll do that with Pilates where I'm like, come on, it's Pilates. What could what could be hard about it? And then we're doing like, you know, any kind of core work. And I'm like, oh, God, I've ignored it. I've ignored it all year. I don't understand what Pilates is. Uh, Pilates is uh, something invented by a guy who uh, was literally watching cats and decided to create a workout routine to it. True story. <laughs> he was watching cats as in. Little furry cats, or he was watching the musical cats. Oh, that'd be awesome if it was a musical. But no, he was watching little furry cats. Okay, because he was a—I uh, can't remember his name. I think his last name is literally Pilates, uh, but he was a German immigrant to England. I want to say during World War One, it was one or two. Uh, so he had to be put. He was put in like an internment camp in England. And he needed to figure out a way to work out. And he was watching the cats in the area, and he invented Pilates. Okay. Interesting. Things you learn on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. But it's mostly just like core strength and hip strength. It's a lot of stuff Aren't, that's it's it's, it's good for you. It's 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 just that, you know, if you ignore it like I did for a year and you try to jump back into it, you realize your stomach muscles have no strength. <laughs> isn't that like it, when I see it at the gym, isn't that like the it's got the the weird table or machinery oh or? yeah you reform pilates that you can do that but most of the time if you have like a big class you're not using those okay but that's it that is that is also pilates okay yes. okay see i'm learning stuff look at that 
it's good for like belly strength and hip strength so you know yeah oh and it's so important uh, my my sciatica has been really acting up awesome and um in fact currently at this very moment um my leg is in excruciating pain oh uh, i'm sorry i get used to it Ugh. so so i i had to recently um we had to change our primary care doctor mm. because of some insurance shenanigans. Yeah. And um, I do like our, our new doctor very much. Um, and she was, she was really thorough about going through, like, I want to know everything. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, that's good though. I mean, that's a nice sign. We both had the same experience of, we were, we both talked to the doctor for like half hour or more. Wow. Um, it was really, really nice um and you know it's me i forget everything so like <laughs> she'll go through like i'll say like the the four things that are top of mind and then she'll poke me and i'll be like oh yeah and one more thing oh yeah one more thing oh yeah one more thing. <laughs> um and so she 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 really um you know i mentioned this pain and she was like okay we're gonna actually we're gonna try and do something about this um so she sent me for x-rays and um the the and I wasn't expecting anything but you know my lumbar x-ray didn't really show anything um what was interesting is I found out my C5 and C6 cervical vertebrae are fused awesome and they probably <laughs> have been my entire life amazing <laughs> which was kind of interesting um no yeah so I got a I you know I've got I I've I've seen PT before for IT band syndrome. Oh yeah yeah okay. Um, and I know like I've just got to do those Jane Fondas. I got to do the clamshells. The amount of maintenance a body needs is quite frankly ridiculous. <laughs> it's really not fair. I mean, come on, I run all the time. Isn't that enough? When are Isn't we making robot knees? I just think if we could replace my knees with robot knees, I might stand a little better of a chance going forward. <laughs> um, with my luck, like, I don't know, like the guys who made the Windows 10 would make my knees and they would just need continual upgrades that did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> my knees. Oh, God. I'm locked out of the upgrade. Oh, God. It'd be terrible. <laughs> that, that day will come when our our prosthetics have software and that terrifies me oh man elon musk will probably make it he well he's got that whole neural link company i don't like it i don't, I don't like, like it, it at all i don't like it if if how he makes those is how he makes cars i'm out, I'm out. <laughs> no thank no, you thanks i don't need this arm it's fine <laughs> um so yeah i i mean yeah that's all i got <laughs> we you know we so we've had a, this has been an interesting ride and, and we, you know, said kind of from the beginning that we wouldn't do this forever. Um, and uh, so, you know, this is, this is probably going to be our last episode. It's been a cool ride though. Like I've yeah. very much appreciated doing it. I've very much appreciated the people have gotten to meet mm -hmm. and any of you lovely people who actually listened to us talking <laughs> into the air. <laughs> yeah it's it's been it's been fun it, it's been 
it's been a really interesting um, exercise in just looking at the experience of, of going through this. And I hope that, you know, listeners who, um, you know, are, are thinking about running a hundred or, um, or, you know, anything that is whatever your 100 mile race is mm-hmm. in your life. I hope that this helps bring you some, uh, some guidance and some understanding of what you're signing up for and, you know, helping you see that there is, it, it's a serious commitment. And, and even though it's true that it's more mental than anything and you just have to learn, you have to, you have to learn to keep going when things suck. I mean, and there's, there's a life lesson right there for you, right? Um, that you can pull out of it, that you, you can't, you know, you can still accomplish, um, you know, finishing the race even if maybe not as fast as you wanted to. There's a, there's a guy like who's a polyglot. His name is Benny Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he recently said, you know, if you feel like you're like at a step where you were just not getting any better, I need you to realize that what you're doing is kind of like a block of ice. Like it's always slowly melting. So you are always, as long as you're doing it, no matter what it is, you are slowly getting better and working towards your goal. Yeah. Yeah. And we wish you great luck with whatever that might be. Yeah. And, you know, uh, along the way, if, you know, feel free to, to reach out and, uh, you know, let us know what you're getting into. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we, we're, we're gonna, you know, kind of put a bow on this. And, um, I, I had like this thought of maybe, maybe like in a year we could revisit for like a one-off like um epilogue sure. at some point yeah um so i won't i won't close i won't close down the feed quite yet um and uh i may still do a handful of like one-on-one interviews uh with people um but uh you know one uh, we we are at the end of uh, the end of this story mm-hmm. um you know and as with all stories they end but life goes on you know i do have beyond um beyond bandera in january um i do have other stuff on the schedule for next year i'm going to do the ice age trail 50 miler so i did the um the 50k of that this year and so i'm going to go back and do the 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 big guy which is which will be tough that's a it's 50 miles on tough terrain and it's a 12 hour cutoff um so i'm going to have to train for that pretty good mm-hmm. um and then i also signed up for the run rabbit run which is in steamboat colorado for september and that's 100 miles um and with 22,000 feet of climbing. Uh, so that's going to be a tough race. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's a different story. 
that's the that's now the story of Bob moving into like being an ultra runner. He's like in in getting more familiar with uh and, and getting better at it. Hopefully, cool. Because this was mostly you kind of getting involved in it to begin with and kind of yeah. jumping over the first hurdle. So yeah. And, and that's that's what it is, you know, and, and from here it can be all sorts of things. There's so many different different places you can go in the sport. Um, if you all listen to our um, the episode just before this with Kevin Jordan, uh, you know, he's a guy who got into it. Now he's running 500s a year um, and he's doing them all over the place. And he's, you know, he's pretty good at it. Um <laughs> You know, so it it's 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 interesting, but this this is this story, and thank you for being here with us through it. Thank you, uh, especially to everyone um, who's followed along in real time, and uh, all your encouragement and feedback has you know been meant so much to me. Um, and so, yeah, thank you all. Thank you. And now, and just remember to come join us for You Said Iron Man. Did, what? Question mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.